Girlfriends, episode number 247, Making Connections and Building Community with Rachel Balducci. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week we are talking about friendships, female friendships, and building community in intentional ways. My guest is Rachel Balducci. Can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here and being a part of this episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Always glad to connect here. I don't know if you can hear it, but there's um, construction going on at my house right now, and I'm doing my best to record this hidden away upstairs in my room. Um, We've got a lot going on. So in addition to Catholic Mom Summit, which, by the way, get on over there and register for free, catholicmomssummit.com. Coming up this coming weekend, by the time this podcast publishes, it's going to be the following weekend, so November 13th through the 15th. You can register for free and become a part of this amazing online community event that's going to be taking place over that weekend. I'm excited to connect with you there. There There's so many great presenters, and Rachel Balducci is one of them. Um, But in the meantime, uh, in addition to what I've been taking on with the Catholic Mom Summit, we've got home improvement projects going on around here. Some of you who connect with me on social media have seen uh, different projects that Dan's been working on that I share there. He's been upgrading our kitchen. We've got new tiles, new counters, new cabinets, new backsplash, All of that, which was an epic event um, this fall season. But next up is we're refinishing our wood floors, which is the entire downstairs of our house. So major project going on. They are moving furniture right now in preparation for this. We're going to be moving out of our house in the next few days. I got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm grateful, all the more grateful for this opportunity to just come here and connect with you for a few moments and uh, talk with Rachel about building community. So Rachel's going to be sharing a little bit about the fact that she lives in an intentional Christian community. That's what they call it. She's going to share a little bit more about that. That's something that kind of came into the news recently with Amy Coney Barrett when she was up for nomination for a Supreme Court justice. She belongs to a community of sorts, a religious community. And, you know, people were misunderstanding that in all kinds of ways. So I'm glad to have Rachel on to kind of clarify what that's all about, what that means, and um, some of the great benefits of that kind of a life, uh, living that kind of a life inside of your your home and your family and your neighborhood. Um, but then also, I want this episode, this topic to maybe encourage you to think about some of the ways that God might be calling you to build community right where you are, not necessarily inside of an intentional community, but right where you are in your neighborhood, in your parish, in your community, in your kid's school, wherever it is that you are finding and connecting with people, God wants you to be building community there inside of the church. That's part of our our mission as Catholics is to be building community. We're not meant to do this sort of thing alone, and it's nothing but a benefit to each of us. So I know this is a tricky topic for so many women. So many women struggle inside of our relationships with other women, especially. There are all kinds of distractions that can get in the way. Things like jealousy, competition, comparison, all of these things can pull us away from the real benefit that God wants us to have inside of 
our communal experiences, our connections with others. And it doesn't mean you have to have 400 close friends, but God wants you to be connecting with other people. And if you don't have that kind of a support network in your life right now, I want this episode to be your nudge to think a little bit about that. In what ways might God be calling you to step out a little bit and be more intentional about creating bonds of community, especially in this time of COVID when many of us are more socially isolated than ever before, especially in these politically divisive times? How might God be calling you to build bridges and build community and foster unity and support and encouragement and caring among the people in your community, right outside your front door, sometimes inside your front door among your own home and family. So I'm hoping that this episode can be an inspiration for you in that direction. If you have a topic you want me to take on on a future episode of Girlfriends, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know how I can be supportive and helpful to you inside of your vocation to marriage, inside of your vocation to motherhood, inside of your workplace and all the different ways that you are living out your life as a Catholic woman today. Always, you can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on Voxer. I love to get a Vox from you guys. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. And real quick, a reminder, if you want to subscribe to the show notes, for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast, it's easy to do that, at least if you're a U.S. resident. Sorry, folks. I know we've got some international listeners. This is only for U.S. residents that you can subscribe in this easy way, but you just text the word girlfriends to 33777. So you just text that word and you'll get a little reply that will ask you to put in your email address and it's as easy as that. Then you will always have the show notes for every episode of Girlfriends right there in your inbox nice and handy way to have all of those links at the ready, all the links to connect with me and connect with our guests and all the great resources that we talk about here at Girlfriends. All right, I don't want to put it off anymore. I want to share my conversation that I recently was blessed to have with my good friend, my colleague, my co-host on The Gist on Catholic TV, Rachel Balducci. Here we go. Take a listen. Hey everybody, welcome. I'm excited to have my good friend here joining me on Girlfriends, Rachel Balducci. She's a well-known person here at Girlfriends. I think this might be your third time, is it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thanks, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about friendship and women. This is something that I hear from people about all the time. And you've written a lot about this on social media. Now you've got, um, I didn't even give people your bio, but people know you. But I, I do want to mention your book. So your your books, your very first one going way back to our blogging days is How Do You Tuck In a Superhero and Other Delightful Mysteries of Raising Boys? Any boy mamas out there are going to want to check that out. Also, Make My Life Simple, Bringing Peace to heart and home. So that one's really about simplifying your life and bringing peace to your life. And then your third one, which just recently came out, which is a related topic, but something you you speak so so wisely about is overcommitted, cut chaos and find balance. So I, I first of all, I just want to say, I appreciate what you share on social media on those topics, especially about being overcommitted. And that's what we focused on last time you were here. But today I want us to talk a little bit more about female friendships and building community because, you know, we're recording this on the day after the election and everything's still hanging in the balance. I don't know if things will be decided one way or the other by the time this podcast publishes. But one thing we know is 50% of the U.S. population is not going to be happy. So, I mean, maybe we'll start there. How can 
everyday moms, in your experience, can can they go about you know focusing on the people in their own lives, starting with your home and family, and then moving on to your community for uh, building unity in our world today? Yeah, I think it's so important to have order in that regard, mm. um, in the sense of what is most important. It is loving the people in your path. And it's hard, I'll tell you. You know, community is this idea, the way community works is it's people coming together for the good of each other. And I think we live in this world where it's way easier to be alone. You know, it's much easier to be focused on me, my wants, my needs, my opinions, my preferences. Um, And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, except that what it starts to create, I think is a little bit, it can become a little bit of a combative way of living. And I think the way that we see elections going down and, you know, especially in the last 10 to 12 years, I think is such a great example. Social media makes us feel connected to so many more people. Mm -hmm. And yet we feel so much freer to voice our opinions in a way that's really can be quite, you know, in your face. I would say abusive, but I know that that's an extreme (laughs) word, but you know, you know, but we really like, you know, I had this, um, this moment a few weeks ago where I realized, it's okay if people don't agree with me. Now, I don't fight on social media, but it was like I was taking this on, like, do people really know, you know, do they understand these, you know, why, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, it's okay if people don't like the same people that I like. So that's the first step is recognizing that, you know, like you said, 50% of the people are going to be not happy with the results of the election. So that shows, you know, there are a lot of people who feel different ways Mm -hmm. and not like a small minority feels this way. Like half the people feel this way, half the people feel this way. Right. And so then from there you recognize, okay, we don't see eye to eye. How do we build this sense of community despite our differences? And so community is not about going and finding people that think exactly like you. Right. It's learning to live with people who think differently. And so at the heart of it is loving the person that God has put in front of us and being okay with saying, I don't agree with everything you say and do. I can still love you, you know? And then I think it's so important for us to remember, like no matter what happens with the election and, and no matter what's going on in the world around us, God is still on the throne. And I keep clinging to the words of Julian of Norwich, all will be well, all will be well, all manner of all things shall be well. And part of that's not because we stick our head in the sand, but because we recognize we were made for more than just the latest thing that's going on, right? you know, on earth. And I think, again, that gets back to like, you can really build community and build relationship with those around you when you remember that there is so much more to life than who is in office, etc. <laughs> right. And like you said, they're going to, I mean, even if it didn't happen this time, there are going to be times when you're not happy about who is elected or who's in charge of this country in that way. Yeah. So making your peace with that is so vitally important. And I love that that was a big revelation for you because I think it can be to all of us like, oh, not everybody has to agree with me. Oh, interesting. And that's okay. Like that's, yeah. that's part of the plan here. And keeping in mind that, yeah, 50%, that's, that's a big number. So you can't just dismiss it like, oh, they're crazy, right? Like there's, that's right. there's something, there's a different perspective that exists there. And it, there's really something to be gained from trying to figure out the vid- validity of it or how they come to, to feel that way. Yeah. But you, you live in an intentional community. So this is something some people might not be familiar with. And I've known this about you for years and I've always loved hearing all the details about how your, your life and your community is set up. And, and some people hear that and they're thinking like, 
I don't know, something they saw in a movie once or... Cult. Uh, yes. A lot of people say the word cult. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I was going to stay away from that word, Rachel. <laughs> it doesn't scare me. And it's funny because what I love about the fact that uh, like you and I are friends, so you've known me a long time. So you could say if somebody were to throw the word cult around, I know that Danielle would say... Rachel doesn't really come across as somebody who's like locked away in a cult, <laughs> right, you know? Right. And so I think that's kind of what I'm enjoying now, like talking about community here and there is because I think that hopefully like I speak for myself when I say this is what it is. And you could look at the fruit of the, you know, my life, um, you know, or other people who live in communities like mine mm-hmm. and really get to know the person and say, okay, um, yeah, I could call it that, but that's not what it is, you know, right. and, and just, again, understanding, you know, maybe feeling like you, you know, the person who's talking about this a little bit better. So you're like, okay, I could trust that what she's saying is really real. And she's not like, <laughs> being forced to say anything weird. Anyway, right, right. I shouldn't harp too much on it. But that is, you know, that's a common misunderstanding As you say the word community, and I like to say intentional Christian community. Mm-hmm. And what that means is like people who have chosen to come together and build life. And to me, it's kind of like a parish prayer group, but that's on steroids a little bit (laughs) and that we get together more than once a week. And that like within our, the community that Paul and I are a part of, we kind of choose to live in this neighborhood together. You don't have to live in the neighborhood. You do have to belong to your own church. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't a church that, you know, we're here to support each other in our faith. And Mm -hmm. we have Lutherans and Methodists and Baptists a lot of Catholics here, um, but we're not a church. We are people who come together and support our, our faith walks and personal holiness to me, like ultimately what it's about is personal holiness. And, and that's another big thing. People, Oh, you think you're better than us? No, I don't (laughs) at all. And in fact, I know I'm not, you know? And so I think that's another important thing too. I literally just know that this is God's call on my life to grow in holiness. Um, And that is because when I'm around people all the time that I can't escape there, it's like being in this rock tumbler where I can either try to avoid certain people or I can start to figure out, okay, what is it about this friendship, this relationship, these interactions that hurts, you know, that pinch something in me. And that's how I start to grow is I have to make it not all about me in the sense of, you know, or, or all about me in the sense of like, what does God want me to have healed? Or how do we, does he want me to grow or to die to myself by some of these interactions, you know, because right. I think sometimes when you're always meeting with new people, it's always fresh and fun, you know, right. and it's like, and then you get to know people and you're like, Oh, I didn't know that about <laughs> you, you know, so that's when growth happens, right. you know, and then again, just being with people who we have a Jesus focused thing going on. And and again, it's not like that's all we ever talk about, right? but it's like the, the heart of our, like, especially for me, my friendships, you know, not just within the community, but I really try to make this is that I know that my friendships are for me. People are for me and that they're drawing me towards Jesus. Um, so that, you know, maybe if I'm gossiping, maybe if I'm just talking bad about my husband, I'm being encouraged in the right direction instead of like, yeah, let's, Mm -hmm feed those feelings. Yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. And I I love that um, it's, it's focused on Jesus that you have this in common. So that's a great starting place, you know, and what what a great idea for, so you've always lived here. 
Yes. And so I grew up, my mom and dad moved, I'm from Georgia, and they were part of a prayer group um, at their parish across the state and really just felt this. And this is how a lot of people ended up here, this desire for more community, like mm-hmm. more support. And it was just really a thing God was doing at the time. Like in the early 70s, in the late 60s, there was something even in the Catholic Church called the the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Mm -hmm. So if you've heard this word charismatic, it's this idea of outpourings of the Holy Spirit. I mean, old-timey Bible stuff, looking in Acts, (laughs) you know, speaking in gifts of tongues and speaking in tongues, the gift of prophecy. Okay. And that stuff freaks people out. It really does. And so that's another example of just seeing that like God uses those, the gifts he pours out to build the church, not to divide it. And, and, you know, like when you hear gifts of prophecy, it's always to encourage the brethren not to divide. It's never like, you know, I have a word from God for you that, you know, (laughs) things are about to get really bad for you. No, that is not from Jesus. He wants to encourage us. Okay. So this was really happening a lot in the late sixties and early seventies. And so you started to have these communities that formed of people coming together who just really had this desire to, to have accountability. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the big thing is to live together and to really be encouraged in their walk with the Lord. And so my mom and dad joined when I was four and I grew up in this community and then went away for college. And, um, and then when I was done with college, I really just had a sense of, I I didn't always know that I wanted to stay and have a family within a Christian community, Mm -hmm. except that when you grow up with something like that, you start to get a sense of, you know, you have this life that is filled with such goodness that for me, I was like, I don't know that I want to go off alone Mm -hmm. uh, and try to do this alone. And, um, and again, if the I know the whole world is not meant to be here in my community. There's not room for it. You know? <laughs> but we all need community. And for some people, that really is their nuclear family. Or in the, as they get older, the siblings stay really close. And for some people, it's a country club. For some people, it's an excellent parish. Um, mm-hmm. These are all good things. And we find people to encourage us. And then for me, you know, I really just heard the call to be here and be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Paul and I got married and... Um, We've raised our children within within this community, you know, and just having those friendships and that support is huge for us. Right. No. And so so often you you share, you know, details about what's going on in your community. And I, I'm always just impressed by what you all are doing there. And um, I think there are people listening that might be a little bit interested in this idea and wondering, like, how do I do that? Especially in the age that we live in today. I think people are starving for community. And yeah. maybe they'd like to explore that. Do you have advice for them on how they might begin to look into that option for their family? Yeah, and there is actually a network of Catholic communities and then just um, ecumenical communities. So, and I think I mentioned ours is an ecumenical community, but we actually have a Catholic uh, component of it. Like we have First Friday Mass and we have different things we do with our Catholic fellowship, we call it. So you could look that up, Catholic Charismatic Communities kind of start Googling that. I could also get to the actual. Yeah, I could share the link later. Sure. The link. Um, And, and, you know, start looking around. I know that there are different communities that have different charisms. And one of the big things about the community that Paul and I are a part of is we live in a neighborhood. Like years ago in the early 70s, there was a block of houses, like literally a circle of houses that were all up for sale. And the early members, the group was very small at this point, pulled their money together 
and bought these houses. Mm -hmm. And that has just grown and grown until it really is like, you know, a mile, maybe a square mile of just, I mean, I literally know everybody here and it does, it is dreamy. But like I said, in the beginning, there's, (laughs) there's a lot of personal growth that happens (laughs) when you live in close quarters like that. So I never want to sell it as any kind of utopia because it is beautiful and it's wonderful, but it's making me a saint, which means it's hard a lot of times sure. too. You know, there's a lot to love about it. And then there's a lot where it's just like, you know, I think let's talk about that because that's an experience everyone can relate to, whether they live in an intentional community or not, that yeah. it is inside of those personal relationships and the ways they challenge us that we do grow. And one thing I hear from women about all the time is struggles inside of friendships. Every time we take on this topic on the podcast, I hear from women from all walks of life saying, I don't have good friends and I don't know where to begin. Or I've had these terrible experiences inside of my friendships. I'm just wounded and I'm afraid to make myself vulnerable again. So we can we can all relate to that, I think. Yeah. Um, but what would you say to somebody who's maybe maybe dealing with, and here's the common thing, things like jealousy and competition, comparison inside of her relationships with other women. Yeah, I would, a couple of things, um, getting back to my upbringing as a charismatic, I'm a big believer in spiritual warfare. I think, you know, we can all say that as Catholics. Um, I would pray, I would ask your guardian angel to help you with good friendships. And then I, you know, the practical steps I recommend. I think for one thing, women, some of us tend to really want to invest in a lot of relationships and friendships. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're struggling, um, maybe don't try to be best friends with everybody, but have a handful of people that you really try to do the right thing with. And here's a couple of things. Matthew 18, 15 is a big part of living in community. And that's that willingness when somebody offends you to go to them and to Uh, tell them that your feelings have been hurt. That's really scary. I think that's a vulnerable thing to do, actually. Very vulnerable. And so that a lot of times is a make or break when you're trying to build relationship and friendship and um, community is because it's much easier. I don't like to admit that my feelings are hurt. Right. So then I can decide, okay, do I need to suck it up? Is this something on me that I need to get over? But then if you really have been offended, um, you know, that's when friendships grows. You know, it really hurt my feelings when you said that. Okay. That you can't do that with all the people all of the time. Yeah, but that you don't want to be that how, person. <laughs> you can't, you know. <laughs> But but there are moments when that kind of grows friendships. And then I think, too, you know, and, and that doesn't need to happen all the time because I don't want to make it sound like it's like, you know, everybody needs to just run around saying when their feelings are hurt. A lot right. of it is maturity. Like, you just got to get over it, you know. But then when you really, yeah, you want that friendship is that, will, like you say, the willingness to be vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think we live in this this culture, especially with social media, where all we see is the shiny parts of people's lives. And so when I know that I don't have it all together, and so it can be scary to show that. And so you really, I think in order to have true friendships, you have to start to kind of take it outside of the internet world and start to try to build that, you know, being there for each other. Mm -hmm. And then again, the bottom line is always Jesus. The more I know that Jesus loves me, the more I'm spending my time in prayer I can love his people and you do the same, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and then it's like, it's not all about me and how my feelings are hurt and what's in it for me. It's an ability to say, what is God, who does God want me to love today? You know, and if we're all doing that, I think 
that's where real friendship is born. Yeah. Just a great love for each other. That's, yeah. you know, and, and that's good. hard to have that online, right? So, I mean, I think sometimes that's the easy fix for our connections with each other is, oh, I've got all these friends and followers on social media, so I'm good. But it really does need to get it needs to move beyond that level. So this is a, this is a good opportunity for us to share about the Catholic Mom Summit because you are going to be one of the presenters in that event, which is coming up. By the time this podcast publishes, it's only a few days away. So people, you're going to want to get over to catholicmomsummit.com, register for free. This is a virtual event, but really our goal with the Catholic Mom Summit is to bring women together online, but be forming a community that will continue beyond the days of this summit. Um, so yeah. as a presenter there, Rachel, what are you going to be sharing about at the Catholic Mom Summit? So I really am excited because you helped me come up with my topic of really <laughs> just this idea of um, it's really practical looking at our overcommitted, overwhelmed lives, which, okay, lives. It can be kind of funny because right now people might be feeling not overcommitted. Like I know. everything's been taken from me and I'm just stuck <laughs> at home all the time. But, you know, eventually life's going to get back to the way it was. And I think for some people it is, you know, oh, for now sure. we'll see what what the next round is, but it's starting to move in that direction. And so it's really, I go over the the practical skills that we need to make sure that we don't say yes to too many things. Cause um, you know, I heard something the other day. It's like when you have the strength to say no, I mean, it's almost like you have to dare yourself to say no. Sometimes we're so afraid to pass right. up opportunities. You're not really saying no to everything. You're just saying no till the right thing comes along, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we can say that with big things like a job maybe, but that same thing holds true in like the, the minutiae of our day. Mm -hmm. If I'm saying yes to every single thing my kids want to sign up for or everything, every single volunteer opportunity I get, then I'm closing the door on other things that God might really want me to do. So I kind of talk about the spiritual aspects of it, sort of the emotional aspects of it too. And then practically, how do I look at the life I have right now and the life that I want to have? And if those two are not lining up, what do, what do I do to right. make that fit better? Like, what is so the I'm really excited. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I love that you're sharing on that very practical level because that, that very much is a goal of the summit is bringing these, we have over 80 presenters, which is fantastic. Women from all different walks of life, all different life experiences and backgrounds. But we wanted to be encouraging and inspiring women who take part in the summit, but also be giving them some real stuff, like resources, tools, like what do I yeah. do now? What can I do today that's going to affect the level of happiness I'm finding inside of my motherhood? Because yeah. I know that you and I connected back in the early days of blogging, like with mommy blogging. And um, and, and that was a, such a great time for us to be connected with each other, especially about motherhood. But these days, I'm not sure the same level of connection can really exist online. It's just been built up and people are like professional moms online now. What, what's been your experience yeah. with that? I know. I'm so grateful that all of this professional stuff wasn't really <laughs> existing back in the day because I felt like you and I both were able to just kind of hop on there. Like for me, my blog was total therapy for me. Yeah, I wasn't same. selling a thing. Yeah was like, I could either laugh or cry at the end of every single day. I'm going to laugh. You know, right. with four boys, I think at that point when I started blogging, Augie was two. So I had two, four, six, and eight. 
And I was like, whoa, this is not what I thought motherhood would look like, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it was really just people were very vulnerable and real at that point. And then, you know, it was like that thing people, influencers caught on and it became something different and that's okay. But it was mm-hmm. like, okay, where did the, the realness go? Now everything's, you know, this curated thing. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's exactly what you're saying is the opportunity to really connect with people you might find people you want to be best friends with, but in order for that to be real, you're going to have to take it outside of that arena. And I think that's part of why our friendship worked is we really like, I remember the first time we talked on the phone and it felt like this epic thing. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Danielle. And I was like, phone. oh, she's real. We're going to have a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, all of a sudden we were able to take our friendship outside of all the emails even right. that we had exchanged. And that was really neat. Um, and it's just been such a blessing. And I think a lot of people have stories like that. Mm -hmm. And so for the women out there who really do feel alone, I have a couple of bits of advice on that. You know, again, ask God to send you a friend, you Mm -hmm. know, and then as my mom always said, grow when I was growing up, if you want to have a friend, be a friend. Mm -hmm. So see who God wants you to be friends with. And I know a lot of times too, like having those sisters of the heart are so important. Um, but it's also okay to have friends who don't line up with you. Like, don't be out there looking for your clone to be best friends with. You probably you know, wouldn't like, like her. <laughs> what if it turns out you don't like that girl? <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it's okay to, to have friendships with people who don't see everything. Right. You know, you never know what God can do in the midst of that. But be willing to kind of take it outside of the Instagram world, the Twitter. Definitely the Twitter. I don't know how oh people can goodness. find friends on Twitter. No. It's such a mess over there. No kidding. Um, yeah, so. but you do that. I mean, you do that really nicely. I mean, you've got this huge following on Instagram. Everybody check out Rachel Balducci on Instagram. But you take breaks. Like, you're intentional about doing that. Maybe share a little bit about your strategy there. How does that Sure. Go? And I mean, you know, I'm getting better about the the deep emotional reaction that it used to be. Because what used to happen to me is that I would start to feel really small. I mean, just really like, oh, why don't I have as many followers or you know, oh, so-and-so always does something clever that, you know, just, it was, it was becoming much too personal. So Mm -hmm. I took a long break. And then really in the midst of that, God started doing some, some sort of like deeper conversion stuff for me that all of a sudden made that seem less important. Okay. But I do love me some Instagram. I have fun. I mean, my latest thing is I'm dancing with a face shield that I'm forced to wear while teaching at the local university. I just it's a lot of fun, guys. You got to check I this out. I feel like a robot. Um, but I do, Danielle, when I start to sense that I'm tired and I'm checking it constantly, or I have an event that I know I just want to enjoy wholeheartedly and have it be nothing about the appearance, um, I delete it off my phone. I don't delete my account. You know, a few weeks ago, we had a big family wedding that was a ton of fun. Um, All my boys wore tuxedos and Isabel and I got new dresses. And I felt so, we had just such a good time. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden when it was time, like after the event, I started, my brain started to kind of do this. Did I wear my hair right? I'm not happy with how my makeup looked. And so I just was like, you know, I'm going to delete Instagram for a week because it's making me focus so much on my appearance right. because it's such a visual platform mm-hmm. that I didn't want to rob myself of the joy of the experience yeah, we have just had, you know? Great. So I feel like being in control of it 
um, helps me enjoy it more and then not let it get into the, like the deep recesses of my heart of my self-worth. <laughs> yes. Know? Yeah. And that can be so hard to do, especially on social media, which is, and especially on Instagram, which is so visual. And yeah. you, you know, you're right. Like, it's like you're, you're posting a photo of yourself like, and then it's like yeah. you're getting likes or it's not like what That's on right. earth? imagine you know young people trying to deal with this platform it's kind of insane uh, but I like that you you shared your your strategy of just putting it away because yeah I think not enough people realize that's an option. I remember a few years back, it was during Lent, and I it was like this big revelation. Oh, I can delete these things off my phone. Like, and if ever I want them back, it takes half a second to put them back on. You know, it's not like some life-changing event, but then it can be. Like, just yeah. that simple act of just removing it for a while. Like you said, yeah. it gave God the opportunity to really do some work in some other areas of your life. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm so excited about with the Catholic Moms Summit, we had like a meet and greet last week. Right. And there's all these presenters. And to me, it's just like God is moving in so many different places. And I think so for those of us who do get a lot of connections from our little our little part of the Internet, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Um, but it's good to remember that there are lots of people all over the place doing a lot of good things. Right. So if you start to feel like, Oh, so-and-so's the only person doing the awesome thing. No, God is about a lot of things. And then I think it's important for all of us as women to recognize, like, we all are influencers in the sense of God has a unique thing for each one of us that he has us doing, that he's doing within us. So don't get so caught up in, you know, who has the most followers, who has the biggest reach. Like, do the thing God's asking you to do. Mm -hmm. So come to this summit and get inspired by all of that. And then, you know, use the skills and the tools God's going to give you to go out and do the thing that he's asking you to do. Right. I think that's really wise. And that that is very much been my experience, you know, in putting this together, bringing all of these women together. I, as I kept adding more names to the list of presenters, I'm like, wow, you know, look at all these amazing things that people are doing. And yeah, it's so it's so much bigger than our little corner of the internet or our little corner of the world. There's so much more going on. God is so big and he's a God of abundance. And I think sometimes that's what we get caught up in inside of our relationships, inside of our experience on social media, like we, we get the scarcity complex about like, oh, there's only going to be so many likes or, you know, <laughs> and then we apply that to God, like, oh, he can only, <laughs> yeah. he can only love so many people and he can only love them just so much, but how ridiculous. And sometimes it's just about deleting. So, yes, but, yeah. but not deleting the Catholic mom summit. So folks definitely get <laughs> yourself over there. Don't step away during it's gonna that be time. a life giving soul feeding experience for you, November 13th through 15th. But if you can't access all of the talks and take them all in over the course of that weekend, there is the upgrade option for you, the all access pass that you get lifetime access to the talks, download them at your leisure, listen to them on your own time, plus bonus content. There's 14 different live events happening over the course of the weekend. You're going to want access to that, some Q and A's with some great presenters, and then also a 21 day advent retreat. So talk about building community in the ways that we can virtually. This is how you can do it, how you can be a part of it. So again, the URL there is catholicmomssummit.com. Rachel, I want to thank you for all that you do online and just for being my friend. You've been an influencer with me in good ways. So I want to thank you for that and uh, just for all the work that you do that builds up and encourages and inspires Catholic moms from all walks of life. Well, Danielle, I love you so much and I'm so happy that you had me on the show and for all you do to encourage women. So just keep being awesome and I'm super excited about this summit. Yeah, I can't wait to connect with you there. All right, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. 
And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie and Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash Ascension Presents. That's youtube.com slash Ascension Presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. Welcome back. Before we have to wrap up here, this is my last pitch to you, my last personal invitation to you to participate in the Catholic Mom Summit. If you've already registered, I'm looking forward to connecting with you there. If you haven't yet, just click on over to CatholicMomsSummit.com. It is free to register. You can check out all of the presentations. There are over 80 presentations that are part of that core conference experience that you get for free just by registering over at CatholicMomsSummit.com. But then I want to request that you prayerfully consider upgrading to the All Access Pass. You know, I hear from people all the time who are wondering about how we can do Catholic events, how we can support Catholic speakers, how we can have retreats and all these things that we're used to, especially during this time of COVID, where it can be difficult. And many of us are more socially isolated than before. And many Catholic ministries and Catholic speakers have found themselves compromised. It's been difficult to kind of readjust and figure out how we do this virtually. And and many speakers make their living in this way. So that all-access pass upgrade for $49.95, first of all, you get lifetime access to all of the talks. You also get a ton of bonus content, including 14 different live presentations, Q&As, back and forth, interaction with the presenters over the course of the weekend, but also those are recorded and you can review them later. And then a 21-day virtual retreat for this Advent season that's going to be led by me. And this is taking place after the summit. So it's really a way we can continue growing together, connecting together, and encouraging each other inside of our faith lives, even beyond the summit, building that kind of community among women. So you get all of that. But then even more importantly, this is a way that you can feel good about giving back to these speakers who are presenting for free. They're giving of their time and their talent to make this summit available for free to everyone. So it's a beautiful option for you to be able to upgrade to that all access pass, get all of that great bonus content, all of the access to the talks forever and the virtual retreat. I mean, it's really a no-brainer if, if you're interested in this kind of content. But then just you can feel really good knowing about it, that 100% of the proceeds from the All Access Pass upgrades are supporting our speakers and the Catholic ministries, nonprofits, and other Catholic organizations that are working so hard behind the scenes to put this together and make sure it's available to everyone for free. Um, one last thing that I got to mention, because we're coming up on holiday season, is you can give an all-access pass as a gift. So there is that option if you go in to CatholicMomsSummit.com. You might want to get that upgrade for yourself, but then you're thinking of a good girlfriend or somebody that you'd like to give that gift to. Beautiful way for you to connect with another mom who's a friend of yours in real life is through this virtual summit. So you do have that option. There is an option to give a, an all-access pass upgrade as a gift. You can check that out. And if you don't know of somebody that you want to give it to, but you want to encourage and support a Catholic mom, let me know, because we do hear from moms who would love to have that all-access pass, but for whatever reason, they're not able to afford it. I'd love to be able to connect you with somebody that you could sponsor in that way. That's a wonderful option for you inside of the community that we're building here. A wonderful option to be able to give that all-access pass upgrade to a mom who really needs it, who really could use that support, but isn't able to financially afford it at this point right now. So great options, all available. Go check it out at CatholicMomsSummit.com. 
But for now, I want to thank you for being here. Thanks for being a part of the Girlfriends Podcast community. It means so much to me to be able to connect with you here week after week. So encouraging to me the ways in which you support the Catholic mom community that is a part of this network that we've built here, this community that we've built here at Girlfriends. I love being able to connect with you on social media. If you're able to connect with us in our Facebook group, I'd love to be able to do that as well. So you can check out the link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com or just go to Facebook and connect with me and I'll be glad to share the link with you. If you want the URL right now, it is facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. You can join our private group, which is a nice little way of us to connecting outside of the podcast week after week. But in the meantime, thanks just for being here. Thank you for showing up for this episode of Girlfriends. I'm so grateful for your presence here. You truly are a gift to me and to every other woman who's a part of this community. If you're listening to this podcast, you've been prayed for. I pray for the people who listen to this podcast every week so you can know that we are a prayer-filled, faith-filled community of women looking to support and encourage each other. And I'm so grateful for you being a part of that. And until next time, I hope you will enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 